Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. And on this week's episode, he's the other half of the top two. We had the other half on the show previously. Tonight is the one and only. It's Mr. Attitude. It's James Brady. How's it going? It's going good, sir. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to have me. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. Now, when we had Savannah on, and for everyone who missed that episode, Savannah Stone, you all had just purchased a new home yeah so how is that going are you moved in now um it's going good we're all we're in the we're in the go home stretch of it we got to move uh the bed and a huge smart tv so all the clothes all the miscellaneous small knickknack things have been moved in so i think we're like 90 percent completed at this point um but we're supposed to be at 100 percent by july 1st so it's coming up now, are you finding people are willing to help you move in or do they always have something that has to come up and they can't help? No, I'm actually, you know, um, I've actually got some people out here that is that are helping take care of us. We got we got a truck and a trailer to help move some stuff. So we didn't have to pay any outrageous fee for like new hauls and stuff like that. As you guys know, things are through the roof right now with pricing. So I, we do have some people out here taking care of us, helping us move in. Thank God. I have one rule that if I help you move in, you can't ask me to help you move again for at least five years. (laughs) Okay. That's always been my rule. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk to you about something that's upcoming this weekend. Uh, June 4th, you got a show down here in Alton, Illinois. I do, man. I do. I brought the gimmick too. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Against Benjamin Trust. Of all yes. people for uh, pro wrestling uh, epic, and yes, it's the interstate champion versus the last interstate champion. So tell me a little bit about this matchup. What makes it so special, and people should come out and watch it? I think this is a special time for professional wrestling. Uh, COVID knocked a lot out of the park, um, and this is the first time that I and my tag team partner Savannah Stone are returning to the Midwest to wrestle. So we can only return once. So if you really think about it, this is once in a lifetime. Um, And you really can't make the story up. I mean, you laid the cards out on the table. It's title versus title, last champion versus current champion. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're providing. You know, I have never stepped foot in a ring with Benjamin either. So that's going to be a first time as well. There's a lot of first times on the the, uh, card itself. It's loaded with talent. Um, and I know there's going to be a huge audience there to watch it. So uh, for wrestling in general, and I think for people in general, you know, it's important that we have those moments and events that we can take time and connect with on. Um, we're in some trying times right now. So it's going to be a good spot to come in and get loose and have some fun, man. Yeah. But um, <laughs> go ahead. Now you talked about uh, wrestling in the Midwest and, you know, wrestling in different areas of the country and with gas prices the way they are and everything are you are you trying to get some loops that are close together or are you just taking anything and everything i am very um i'm more selective now than i've ever been and i think that's helped me more than it's hurt me um gas prices like you said uh, airfare flights are through the roof um so uh, lining it up per se like that is not in the cards. It's more of 
of less of finding dates and building that date up as much as I can, as much as my tag partner can, Savannah, and trying to get as many people as we can to come out to this. You know, it's it's not just about our return. You know, this is this is bigger than me. It's bigger than her. This is for wrestling in the Midwest. You know, um, so it's we're really just doing one shots right now, to be honest with you. We're not, we're not loading it up yet. Not yet, but we'll get there. Maybe, maybe. Now, when we had Savannah on, and this brings up an interesting point, cause I want to get your take on this as well. We talked okay. about geographical wrestling and okay. since you guys originated in the Midwest and I always considered the Midwest really hard hitting wrestling style. And yes, you, have the, you have the South, which is more classic wrestling style, a little bit, still a little bit old school. You have the Northeast that loves the hardcore action. Yes, and, and then out in California, you got the Lucha mix in there. Yes. Lots of Lucha. Yeah. What do you feel about that? And where have you fe- felt the most at home at? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel at home when I'm inside a wrestling ring. It's not the town per se. Sometimes it's the town. Like I'm going to feel at home for sure this Saturday. Um, But, oh man, Uh, going to different territories, I've learned so much. Uh, Territories are still a thing for any aspiring wrestlers out there. I urge you to get on the road, get into different towns and see how they do things. Like he was saying, it's very heavy lucha based out in California and it's more technical down south a little bit more old school and um, from what I can take from my career and what I can say is going from town to town always knowing that I don't know everything and making sure that I can pick up as much as I can and make it my own um, it's changed me and grafted me into who I am today um, territories dude i can't i can't put it out there enough if i was going to stress it to any wrestler now aspiring like anything at all even people like i meet people out here in california and i ask them i'm like have you been out here your whole life or have you ever gone anywhere else some say they've stayed forever and some say they've moved and they've gone up to here and there but there's so much in this life to see man and we're only here once um so is the money like Getting to different territories has helped me tremendously um, become a better person and become a better wrestler as well. So getting around town to town, man, um, I, I'm going to push that as much as I can. It's helped me tremendously. Now, do you feel like that being able to hit town to town, do you feel like there's time to actually see the world or is it too busy? And how is that for you traveling? Um, at times there is, it gets hard, you know, most of the time, 90% of the time, I don't have time to go and do or see, you know, like what there is to see. Like maybe if we go to San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge is there, right? Sometimes I may have time to see it. Sometimes I may not. Um, but, um, it's definitely hard, man. It really is. So we try to keep tabs. Like we have a little list, me and Savannah have a list of uh, different states and cities that we just like we've wrestled in, but we haven't got time to really, you know, soak ourselves into. There's so much culture everywhere. Um, And 
getting to know that and understand it and most importantly respect it um again changes you as a person makes you realize a lot that you wouldn't realize if you didn't go and see those things so wrestling um from town to town it 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 drags time to time because I'm not able to see everything I want to see, but I know one day I'll be back. So if I really want to be so. Now, is there a place that you went to that you're dying to hurry up and get back to, to actually experience something? So I've been to New York when I, I was 14 years old and my Nana promised me, uh, she said, you can go anywhere in the U S where do you want to go? I said, I wanted to go to New York. My Nana is a very high end up she was her job was she was supposed to book celebrity hotels their stays get their resumes all to them so she knew a lot of people in new york so i was able to go to a yankee boston game i was able to go see jimmy fallon i was able to go to the 9-11 memorial and ground zero get to go through the museum i was in times square but i never got to wrestle in New York and I really want to do it's 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 almost the uh, 180 of what we were just talking about like I got time to do almost everything I wanted to do in New York besides wrestle and I know they got promotions out there and I want to make my way out there but yeah I would say New York yeah I understand what you're saying because I, I try every time we go on vacation not to be someone who lives in the room who lives at the yeah. hotel I want yeah. to get out and experience as much stuff as I can. I, I remember my senior year in high school for a class trip. We went to Washington, D.C. Okay. And I remember taking some of it in. And I, I'm a pretty big history buff. But I didn't appreciate Dang. it as much because, hey, we were out of school, so let's have some fun. But okay. now I'm dying to go back with my son, who's also into that type of stuff. And he's uh, okay. it all. So Washington, D.C. is kind of my spot where I'd like to go back and actually learn a lot about. That's awesome, dude. I love history. History was my favorite subject in school. I was terrible at math, but history, man, that was that was my bone, man. I was oh, I love that. Love history. I love American history, history in general. Love history. Hey, it's okay. I'm still terrible at math. Um, <laughs> I, I'm one of those who believes as long as you can add, subtract, multiply, divide, we should be good. Hey, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cool, man. Oh. Go ahead, Tom. So, you know, you talked about, you know, going to places that you may want to go back to. Yeah. Can you tell stories about a place that you may not want to go back to? <laughs> You're trying uh -oh. to get me in trouble. Uh-oh. You don't have to name uh -oh. a promotion. Yeah, you don't have to name a promotion. Just No, no, no. Yeah, the town. No, yeah. Um. Wow, a town that I would not man i've been down some real country back roads believe it or not filthy back roads i'm talking full of potholes full of nicks cracks everything but the one town that really gave me the most trouble my tag partner as well she was in the car uh chicago i was in the middle i was going through an intersection about 15 minutes away from the venue this is back in 2019 um we're about 15 away from the venue and we're going to be on time we left in amount of good amount of time. This is back when we were in St. Louis. So keep in mind, we're talking like four or five hours of driving here. So we timed it perfectly. We're about to pull into the venue. We're 15 away. I go through this intersection and I don't know how or where it was, but my car caught a huge pothole, totaled my passenger side, my passenger side front, passenger side rear, 
and um i'm after i hit the pothole i literally look over at savannah and i'm like that's gonna be expensive you know i don't know what it did but i can just tell like it's gonna be expensive and um she's uh she, you know she's determined um she's like no we're gonna make it to the show like this is gonna be okay and, and um i'm sitting there driving this is funny i'm sitting there driving and the the cab starts doing this number starts tilting starts tilting and i'm like i don't think we're gonna make it man so i end up pulling down a street random street in chicago i, I don't even i couldn't name the street but uh it sketched me out because i pulled in got out of the car tried to assess whatever the situation was and one two three four five people came out of their houses stood on their porch studied the situation and maybe they were being protective but freaked me out I was probably uh, 2019, I just turned 20. So I was one of my only times in Chicago by myself, first times in Chicago by myself with Savannah. So Chicago would probably be the answer to that question, man. Uh, Chicago's given me some trouble. Now listen, you're and just saying Chicago. Louis, you're just saying Chicago because you're from St. Louis. That's the only reason yeah! why you're saying Chicago. Oh no, there is no man, I didn't make Chicago. that up. I can't make this stuff up, man. Chicago, man. I can't make it up. I love their food, but their roads are horrible, man. Horrible. Their, their roads are terrible. You're correct on that. The roads are terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Cub guy, so I love going to Chicago. Hey, I love, love the Cubs, too. But we take the train, so we get dropped okay. off at Union Station, and then we don't have to worry about the driving. So Okay, that's nice. That's nice, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but have you I, ever been inside the ballpark? I hear the ballpark's have, very beautiful. I have, I have. I've been three times. Um, and like, I, it's not as glamorous as Bush Stadium. I will, I will oh, say okay. that. But there is Fair something enough. special about it because Definitely. you know the history there. Yeah, lots of tradition, lots of history. Yeah, so, and they've done a really good job as far as revamping it over the last few years. I mean, ever since the Cubs won the World Series, they started throwing money into the stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alive a little bit, so. Okay, Most of the history yeah. of losing games, though, just just don't. <laughs> Here we go. Smoking like a Cardinal fan. Here we go. Oh man, we Cardinal go. fan, man. hell yeah. Oh. all right. So let's talk about the top two, okay? Because yeah. you don't see a lot of intergender tag teams. There are a few uh, throughout the sport. You know, the Canellises, yep. uh, Edenmont, yep. England. And Hirschbaus, and then you've got, you know, Boosie's around as well. But you two right now are the top two. Yes, sir. And you've also tagged with other people before. So what is the difference that you're finding between tagging with her and tagging with someone else? God, man, I don't know if we have enough time for that, but I'll try to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, the difference um, obviously there's a chemistry there that is untaught. Uns it's, it's, it's something you just can't teach. It's something you can't really make up. It's you either have it or you don't. Um, and for me to have the opportunity, let alone to be able to tag with Savannah and share that it's when we're in the ring together, it's, it's, I almost, she's like the yin to my yang almost like we become one we become one person almost. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. You know, I can, I can tag with other people, you know, but I am at my best when I have my other half there. Um, and I always say, I always try to remember, um, I know this might be a little off topic and I might be rambling, but 
Um, I don't think I've ever said it on a podcast, so I want to say it here, if that's okay. All right. Being with somebody in the business, in a relationship, it is a very tr tricky thing. It's, it's challenging to say the least, but if you figure it out, it's heaven on earth. It really is. So to be able to travel the States, um, travel the world with somebody that I fell in love with that I never could have drew up or thought about. Um, I always think I'm one step ahead of everything and almost everybody because I have my other half. I have someone who knows me better than I may know myself sometimes. Um, so tagging with that person it puts me at a different level and it puts me at a different, you know, different level. I, I don't think I can say it better than that. Do you find yourself being a little bit overprotective as you're preparing for matches and ideas are being brought up where you're like, no, you're not doing that. I'll do that. Um, no, not overprotective. I wouldn't say that. If anything, I'm like, oh, you got to kill this guy. Hit him with a German, like put him on his head. Like, yeah, man. Like, I'm like that. I'm more of like the kind of guy that's like pushing her to do like not stupid stuff, but stuff that's going to turn just more than a head. It's going to turn everything. So I'm pushing for her to do stuff that's outside of her comfort zone. Because when you're uncomfortable, I think at that time you either become the best you can be or figure out what you need to work on and for her when she is outside of her comfort zone she strides um so i try to get her out of the comfort zone and i i'm telling her to do pile drivers i'm telling her to do frog splashes i'm telling her to do it all um so protectiveness i don't think uh comes out of me i think we have our moods though that like she has and i have like for instance you know, I, I might I may pull the frog splash, but when it comes to the spear, I'm not touching that. That's all her, you know. So stuff like that, maybe, yeah. So with with you guys being around each other so much, yeah. do you take off the wrestling at all or is it nonstop wrestling? I'm sorry, say that one more time. You cut out. So like with you with you guys working together and being together do you do you ever turn off the wrestling like to where you're you're not focused on the wrestling where you can just kind of be each other yes that is um extremely important and i'm still learning man i just turned 23 this year you know i'm still learning and so is she we're young as we're young as hell um but making sure that we have time for each other is the priority um and i'll say this again here i don't think i've ever said it on a podcast either but I, I will throw away my career. I will put her first at the end of the day. She is what makes me happy. And I'm already happy. Money, money or not, I'm already happy. I've, I found somebody that I can spend the rest of my life with. Um, and that gets me. So when it comes to making it and my version of success and making it, I feel like I've already made it to an extent. Um, so having that time to turn it off. Yes, man. Absolutely. Uh, there's times to where I turn off my phone. It's not that I don't look at it. I turn it off. I don't want anything. And she does the same thing. We have, uh, every Monday, uh, around seven o'clock is pasta Monday. So we usually have pasta on Mondays and the phones go away and we do something cool on Mondays and, uh, we do taco Tuesday here and there. 
but yeah, man, having time, you know, especially in wrestling, um, time for me, I don't know if it's right or not, but the older I get, it just seems to fly by. Um, so we are doing a lot better at making time for ourselves and, you know, putting ourselves forward and putting ourselves first. Yeah. Wrestling will be here at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to go extinct, you know, but I'm going to die one day and, you know, God forbid, so is she. So I think making as much time as we can for each other and enjoying the moment and falling in love with the journey um, are some things that um, I'm still learning and getting and grasping. And, you know, I don't think we're perfect, but I think, I think we're pretty great at what we're at right now. So I'm very hey, proud of us. You are supposed to be Mr. Attitude and every young, single, ah! every young single female that watches this show is going to think you're the heartbreak or the heartthrob kid or something like that. You're supposed to be Mr. Attitude, but I, I, love, a, it, man. I love it. I'm a different guy. When we get in the ring, I swear to God, I am. You're, I'm going to make you hate me. I swear. I'm a different guy in the ring. I promise. It, hey, <laughs> everything that you're saying though is factual. You know there are. You're, there's Thank only you, so many moments that you can take in, and yeah, man. You know, family above all else, and that, and that's just the way that you've got to kind of. Yes, you you do want job security so you can provide for your family. Of course, but, but at the end of the day, it's the family that matters. So absolutely, I I mean I you guys have said it. Yeah, you said it best. I mean. Wrestling is great, man. It's great. But um, I think what I what we have found is you just can't teach it. You can't write it. You can't you either find it. You're lucky enough to find it and stick with it. And, you know, nothing in life is perfect. Everything in life takes work. Um, if it's something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So I don't think I've ever worked in my relationship either, if I'm going to be honest. I get questions like that, too. Like, you know, being in a relationship, do you feel like you're stressed out a lot more than when you wouldn't be in a relationship? Like stuff like that. And I'm like, man, like I, I am, I love confrontation. I love being challenged. Um, so when it comes to stuff like that, man, like family first all the way, I'm a family guy. I was when I, uh, I don't think I, you mind if I give you a little bit of my backstory real quick? I don't think I've ever done this on a podcast either. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was adopted. A lot of people don't know this. I was adopted on July 4th of 2000 from Bucharest, Romania. Um, I was adopted into a family with a country strong background. So hard work, um, getting what you work for, um, and respecting women and doing, you know, the normal nine to five hunting fish and the whole country nine I was born and raised on that from what I can remember I don't remember most of when I was back in Romania but um I know that the family I have now is great and supportive they've always been great and supportive of me and my dreams um and they really have taught me a lot man like I wouldn't be who I am without my grandpa or my dad or my mother, um, just kind of guiding me and showing me like, you know, what not to do versus what to do, you know? And of course it's up to me to listen and really get it, but um, they're great teachers. They're great teachers. And I am beyond humbled and beyond proud that my mom decided to pick me out of all the kids. She, she, she tells me the story all the time. She, uh, 
she had a book about a full of like 50,000 kids. I mean, it was, it was bad. I was, I was adopted out of a bad part. Um, there was people with guns on the street. Uh, drugs were a problem. Kids were without families, shoes, shirts. It was a bad part. And she picked me. She it was the first picture she saw. And she said, that's my son. And uh, I carry that with me every day um, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. So when it comes down to it, I was supposed to be here. Right? This was presented in front of me and I have one opportunity to either make what I can out of it or be comfortable, live financially stable, maybe not chase my dreams, but be happy, you know, be around my family. So I decided to make a name for my family and take a risk on myself and the family name and get into professional wrestling and see what I can make out of it and what it can make out of me. Um, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Man. So. I, and we tell people all the time. Um, I know some people will say I didn't make it because I didn't make it here or there. Yeah. If you're a professional wrestler and you do what you're doing and you love it, you've made it yes dude i i i I, uh i come across guys in the business and sometimes women too mainly guys though it's more of a it's more of an r gender problem i think but um guys some for some reason fall more in love with the bigger picture than they do the journey and i'm like dude like I get it. Like the, the bigger picture is beautiful. It's sparkling. It's, it's hotter than bread. Right. But like, you got to fall in love with the journey, man. If you don't love what it takes to get there, then you're going to get bored when you're at the top. Like there's nothing there. Like you gotta, like for me, like, and I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm confident or that I'm cocky or all this arrogant BS. Like in my head, I really do feel like I'm already successful. I've already made it. Side note, Yes, I'm with the love of my life and I found the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. That's great. But when I go home to St. Louis, this vibe comes from the city. I can't put my finger on it. I can't put a word on it, but there's a vibe and it comes alive. And I feel like that city is mine to an extent. And I feel welcomed every time. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. June 4th, in Alton, Illinois, it's going to be once in a lifetime. It's only going to happen one time that we're going to come back. We're going to come back maybe again. I don't know. I can't tell you when, but I can tell you when we're coming back, and it's going to be June 4th. And it's going to be the first time, man. I mean, my family, I haven't seen some of them in eight, nine years, maybe some to three to four years. And that's just because of COVID and how life gets. Um, and they're all going to be there. So, I mean, it's going to be a packed house. Um, but, um, yeah, man, falling in love with the journey has made me become a better man and become a better wrestler. If you don't mind me sharing, um, I had an injury. A lot of people don't, uh, know about that. I didn't really promote it. It was very, very early on in my career. Would you mind if I shared? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Um, this was the week of my 18th birthday. Um, of course, um, I'm on the way to training and I total my car. And when I total my car, my, the, I guess here's the driving steering wheel. There's an ashtray on the left-hand side if you're sitting in the car. That was on the floorboard after the accident. 
I had no idea about this. I got in an accident. I didn't go to training. I said, okay. I figured out though. I didn't, I didn't take no for an answer. I just figured out that pro wrestling is what I was destined to do and what I was made to do. So I was, I was balls to the walls and somehow figuring out a way to get to training the next day. I made some calls and I got to training. Uh, I got inside the ring and I, it, nobody was around me. Nobody touched me. We weren't doing any moves. I wasn't running the ropes. I remember it vividly. I took one step inside that wrestling ring and I felt my left side kneecap shoot completely out of my leg, out of socket. I fell down to the mat in a heap. Um, room went quiet real quick. Um, I thought at the time that went through my head, okay, something's really messed up. I don't know what it is, but I got to act tough here. I got to act like I got answers. I got to be a man. So I, I tried to stand up and I, sh I went back down. And at that point, I, I think life humbled me there. Um, at that point, I knew, okay, something's really effed up here. I need to get out of the ring and take this seriously. So um, I popped it back in and I, I rolled out of the ring and I watched practice the rest of that night. And some of the boys took me home. I went to the doctor's office the next day and uh, the doctor asked me, he said, you ever, have you ever broken a bone, Brady? And I said, no, sir, I've never. And he said, well, you obviously know what you're doing because you, you popped it back into place. And I said, oh, well, I, I'm glad I did that right. And he said, yeah, you did it right, but you chipped a bunch of bone fragment when you did that and you tore about every ligament up to your quad as well. So, and on top of that, obviously you destroyed your kneecap. So we're gonna have to reconstruct your kneecap, take all the bone fragment out of your leg and also repair every ligament up to your quad. He said, what the hell were you doing? And I, uh, I said, I, I'm a pro wrestler. I was at training and um, that's what happened. And he proceeded to laugh at me and say that, you know, pro wrestling might, you know, I need to think otherwise, basically. And I asked him when I could come back. And he said, you'll probably feel normal in about a year or two. You know, I wouldn't try to come back, but you'll feel normal in a year or two. And I was just fresh off meeting the love of my life. You know, in my book, in my head, this time in the story, she's still the cute girl from class. So this is all still fresh, okay? So um, I come back in five months. I'm like cleared in five months. I do strict rehab every day. I'm at training with a pen and paper every day. I'm going to these shows. I'm helping set up. I'm helping tear down with a broken knee. I don't tell anybody, but I just do it because I love to do it. I love to be in that environment. Um, and I can't tell you how much I have learned standing outside of the wrestling ring versus inside the wrestling ring. Um, bringing the pin and like the injury that's happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am without it. Um, so, you know, going back to understanding the cycle, the psychology of professional wrestling has helped me in my game tremendously. Um, I was there every day at uh, training with a pen and paper. I was most of the shows, I was just trying to learn what I could because I couldn't get in the ring. And when I first started, I'll be honest, I was able to get most of the moves. I watched wrestling growing up. Um, I grew up watching wrestling because um, I wasn't getting the proper attention that I really honestly needed at the time from home, from my dad and from my mom. And not that they're bad, but pro wrestling, WWE gave me this 
feeling of feeling being accepted and not being alone and you know these guys are larger than life on the television so i really fell in love with professional wrestling at an early age so i saw the average suplex the back body the uh the rock bottom you know so when i got in training they're like do you know how to do this have you ever been trained to do this and i'm like no i've never been trained but i've seen it a hundred times so the moves for me came a lot more faster than understanding why the hell I'm doing what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Please. Fully, yeah, yeah, fully makes sense a lot. Uh, and I think that's sometimes you got to step back. Yeah. To, to, I mean, even in our shoot jobs that we have, sometimes we got to step back a little bit and, and turn our brains and start looking at other aspects of things. And it makes us better at what we do. So, yes, mm-hmm. that 100% uh, makes a lot of sense. And man, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, you've almost made me want to drive up this weekend to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you didn't have to work the shoot job, I I'd say we'd do a road trip and come up and watch that match because it wouldn't be that far for us. It's about two and a half hour drive. Okay, man, okay. We're, we're gonna wish you all the best of luck, and we thank you so greatly much. appreciate you hopping on here with us tonight. Oh, thank and you. Hopefully, next time we talk to you. Uh, there will be only one interstate champion. Oh, you know it. You know it, man. Absolutely. All right. For everyone else out there, make sure you do what you need to do. Hit the subscribe button. And if you're in the area, go check out James because it's going to be a fantastic show. Savannah's wrestling, Maddie Exodus as well. She's going to be on the show. So you can't, there, there it is. There's a strap one more time. Yeah. The championship. Come get it. It's actually a pretty cool belt. It looks like an interstate. Right? Belt. Yeah, it's man. It's, it's cool. actually a beautiful belt. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's got wrestling over everything. Like, that's a good lifestyle to live by. That's what I've been living by almost. But yeah, my wife wouldn't belt. like for me to, she wouldn't like for me to live that lifestyle of wrestling over everything. <laughs> I, I may be on the couch more than I need to be. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> for everyone out there, do what you need to do. Stay safe. Uh, Tom and I will be back next week. We've got Nathan Mayhem Manis ahead of his UFC fight coming up. He's going to join us. We're going to break down his fight against Omar Nagarant Madoff. Man, I almost murdered that name. Khabib's cousin. He's fighting Khabib's cousin <laughs> at UFC. Uh, we can't wait to talk to y'all then. Myself, Tom, and James. Everyone have a good night.